Do you want to talk about how you're feeling right now? Oh, so many questions. What does this mean? What do I do? <laughs> Go on! Tell them what you think! I liked it. I think your calculations may have been off. I think it's all right. I just have a lot of feelings. This pleases me. These are perfectly normal feelings. Do you even know what you sound like when you talk like that? Now, shall we begin? They say Japan was made by a sword. They say the old gods tipped a coral blade into the ocean, and when they pulled it out, four perfect drops fell back into the sea, and those drops became the islands of Japan. I say Japan was made by a handful of brave men. Warriors willing to give their lives for what seems to have become a forgotten word, Honor. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Real Feels Podcast. It's Drew. Hey, Nathan. And Jack. Yay! Woohoo! Yeah! We're all together <laughs> for a great movie. We're here for a, a movie's birthday. Happy birthday! Happy birthday, movie! And many happy returns. And many happy returns. There's no sequels to this. There is no sequel. There doesn't need to be a sequel for this. That doesn't. Because no. it's the last. It's the final. Oh. The Mohican. No. <laughs> uh, the, the Jedi? Uh, no. No? no. Ooh. Oh, the last samurai. What a, what a, no, no, that's, <laughs> that's, that's the, Western. What are you Western? doing, Nathan? Wow. So this is uh, the 15th anniversary of The Last Samurai. Came out in 2003. Ten Direct- years after uh, Sleepless in Seattle. Yeah, ten years after Sleepless in Seattle. <laughs> and also, I think, the same year as uh, Matchstick Men. It is the same huh. year as Matchstick Men. Yeah. Because uh, it was Hans Zimmer did the score, and mm-hmm. uh, the movie he scored before Last Samurai was Matchstick Men. This is actually oh. uh, Hans Zimmer's 100th film. His centennial? His centennial! You don't say El Capital. Right. El Capital, yeah. Jolly good. A, f- a, a fellow composer. <laughs> El Capital. So guys, we are here today to talk about 2003's Last Samurai, directed by uh, Edward Zwick, which is the same director. Of glory. Of glory. So, harken uh, back to our... Harken back to our, our second our glory episode. Days, our <laughs> glory days. Uh, so guys, uh, sit back, relax, pour yourself a nice cup of hot sake enjoy this trailer don't tr- don't get too sucked in and go well i need to go watch this movie again no actually what of do course it. they do do it because it's awesome go do it. it hi i have been hired to help suppress the rebellion of yet another tribal leader apparently this is the only job for which i am suited <laughs> For six months' work, I am to receive three years of captain's pay, teaching Orientals to soldier. What can the general tell me about this man, this samurai, Katsumoto?
we will pay you $400 a month. So what do you say we put the past behind us? Assume firing position! Assume firing position! What is your name? You kept me alive just to speak English? Then what do you want? To know my enemy. Now, this falls into a pantheon of movies that anytime they're on, I yes. can't I can't help myself. Like, uh, Hunt for, for me, Hunt for the Red October, okay. Dances with Wolves, uh, Last of the Mohicans, uh, some Star Wars and some Star Trek movies. Anytime Last Samurai is on, even if it's halfway through... Die Hard. I'm, I'm going to finish it. Oh, yeah, because it has not only beautiful cinematography, you have a... Obviously, as we have already said, like a fantastic score made by Hans Zimmer. It is, it's just great. It's it's like a uh, a love letter to that that whole era. Mm. It's very romanticized and just sort of this idealized and and stylistically, it's it's like you said, Drew. It's absolutely a gorgeous film. The 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 cinematography, the sets, the costumes. Everything. I think even, and like the storyline, even though it does kind of play on the, uh, as they call it, the white messiah complex, but not, it doesn't or write like it. the western despoilment of the yes. foreign civilization. It's, mm-hmm. it's not Avatar. And it's not but, Dances with Wolves. But it is something similar, like a similar note, but it's not that like, ball. you know, it's it's different right. enough it's, where it's. It's similar, like between, if you were to literally take Avatar and Dances with Wolves and compare them side by side with, you know, The Last Samurai. Dances with Wolves coincides far more than Avatar. Yes. All right, because at least, with, like, Avatar, what, he's going in and he's posing as one of them and he is trying to, like, you know, Benedict Arnold the entire thing and, you know, betray them inevitably. But here you have Tom Hanks, you know, Captain, Tom, Tom Captain Cruise. Tom, why did I say Tom Hanks? Sorry, Tom Cruise. He's he's from the outside looking in, and he's not trying to spoil anything, let alone the fact that he can't leave the valley. But he's growing to appreciate. It's even it's even the line where you know uh, Katsumura, played by Ken Watanabe, is you know asking him like, "You would fight the white man? Yes. Why? Because they've come here to destroy something that I have learned to love." Mm-hmm. And he's already at the onset of the movie, uh, sort of participated in the destruction of something that he also had come to love which was the the native american well i don't even know so much that he like grew to like love them but i think that he, he grew to respect, respect them, them. Respect grew to respect them, them and just was kind of like hey we don't need to do this we don't need to like go to sink to this level like these people had nothing to do with the raids and they're like quiet now boys and he's just like i this is punitive yeah like this isn't war this is just like slaughter yeah. Right. Like where he says, you know, I've I've been called in again to uh, take down another tribal leader who, you know, to quell him as he, you know, is rising up against his superiors. 
apparently this is all I am good for. Which it's not. Well, and he's suffering from PTSD PTSD. like crazy. And he's he's really crawled into the bottle at the beginning of the film. Oh, he's trying to quiet down the screen. His boss uh, is is William Atherton, who Mm -hmm. plays the uh, the asshole reporter from Die Hard One and Die Hard Two. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It bothered me for a couple minutes. Uh, I was like, "Where have I seen this man?" (laughs) But that's sort of a great opening scene after the the initial narration by Timothy Spall of you know how Japan came to be, and you see Mm -hmm. Ken Watanabe sort of you know meditating and having his vision of of the white tiger. The white tiger. I I do love the fact that he. So he brought in actual Japanese mythology, and this is how supposedly Japan came to be. That you know. I can't remember the actual name of like the god in Japanese lore, but he he took a blade and he ran it through the waters in the ocean. And when he lifted it up, all of the droplets that fell from the blade became the islands of Japan. And in the mythology, it was a spear. It was yeah, you're but right. there's not really spear. any spears so much in this. So, so I mean, there like are but Nagenta. Two... No? No? <laughs> but still, yeah, but still, Anyways. it's 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 uh it's pretty good. Um. So where do we want to go with this? Well, I mean, okay. First off, let's Anywhere. just let's talk about the fact Everywhere, that one, all the places, all of it, every single one Spoiler of them. Spoiler alert: We like this. Movie. We like this movie. <laughs> okay, so I mean, the budget itself was one hundred and forty million dollars. Worth the, it. I mean, okay, didn't necessarily make it back in the opening weekend of the U.S. Only one hundred and eleven million. Nobody cares. For the opening weekend, it box did, office receipts in Japan. It did so much better in Japan. It it basically like double, triple in Japan. The worldwide gross for a hundred and forty million dollar budget movie, four hundred and fifty six million dollars, seven hundred and fifty eight thousand nine hundred and eighty one. And that was preparation by the director and the, the production oh, is they yeah. they cast highly recognizable Japanese actors and actresses in these roles. It was Ken Watanabe's first English speaking role. Yep. And his first English speaking role won him an Oscar nomination for yep. Best Supporting Actor. So he was good. Yeah, even even like reports like from Japan when the movie came out, like, I mean, obviously it did so well over there and it it depicted their history to an accurate extent. All right. The movie. I'm going to argue with that. Argue with that. To an extent. We can do it now. We can do it later. I'll I'll let the dealer's choice on your end. it, it, It depicted it to an accurate extent, like I said. But they even said that, you know, samurai in the movie were kind of shown in a more romantic notion than how history actually had them at the time. A reviewer for one of the the top Japanese newspapers uh, said that uh, while he enjoyed it and he liked all the work and preparation that went into making it uh, more authentic, Mm -hmm. uh, an American take on Japanese culture than had ever been done before. You were right. His portrayal of Katsumoto as this sort of this this heart of gold and compassionate and honorable man set his teeth on edge because a lot of the history was aimed at showing that the samurai at that time were corrupt. Mm-hmm. Like they were like they were the like bullies. Yeah. So the movie opens at uh, like the Meiji Restoration. So uh, 1853, you've got Commodore Perry uh, entering the Tokyo Harbor and forcing Japan open to the West because right. the shogunate at the time, the Tokugawa shogun, had closed and isolated Japan from the rest of the world. Hence so when, the American flag when he's pulling into the harbor, like, yeah, yep, open exactly. for biz. Oh, so, yeah. so now we've got the Meiji Restoration and the end of the Shogunate, which was 700 years of military 
dictatorship, mm-hmm. basically, uh, flopping back and forth around the country. Um, well, because due to it, like Japan closing their borders and, you know, the USA and like, open up. No. Well, if you don't open up, we're just going to blast we're you. We're going to blast you. We're coming in by force. Japan, in 30 years, obtained 300 years of US like advancement in technology. Whoa. Right. And that was due to the emperor at the time. Yeah. The major and it, restoration. And it was such a huge, like, booming, you know, prosperity for the country, which is great. But I don't think it, that. It threw the social classes, oh, though, into turmoil. Into so turmoil. For you it. have feudal Japan that now they're saying that all men are created equal. And the samurai get, you know, a yearly stipend that is a, a huge draw on resources. And if you want to build railroads and have electricity and build power, you need money to do this. Mm-hmm. Where are you going to take it from? The samurai stipend. Right. Where they became, I mean, not necessarily the fact that they're like losing their feudal lords and they're becoming um, ronin. But it's the idea that you're kind of becoming obsolete. Mm-hmm. Like we don't, we don't necessarily need this type of protection anymore. That's right. Because at the time, I love this movie. It's so good because I mean, <laughs> even at the time of the samurai, like the only people allowed to walk around and carry swords and armament of the type were samurai, and that was their that that was their their right to bear arms was only for them. Right. So I mean, it's just they were like the head honcho, like they walked around with their swords and they they kind of like pushed their weight around, which is exactly what they could do. They were kind of like a the, the I don't want to say like the outlaws or the desperados mm. of the West, the cowboy via via you know J- J- Japan. But yeah, the movie definitely puts a uh, it's very romanticized. Like, uh, it's romantic, a sugar coated, and, and, and I love view. this movie to death. Right. Uh, but you've got to take some of the portrayals with a little bit of a grain of salt. Right. And I mean, even the portrayal of Tom Cruise's character as Captain Algren, it's uh, it wasn't even an American who the story is loosely, you know, based mm-hmm. on French was, and Prussians. It, yeah, it was a Frenchman. It was a French soldier who went to fight along in the Bushido War and, you know, you know, fought along with the samurai, donned their armor. And I mean, it's not the fact that Loved to say their women love their women. Not, it, it's not to say that they were love. putting an American in that, you know, portrayal of the character is bad. It's not like it, you know, dilutes the story in any way, but I don't know. So when the movie came out in 2003, I didn't see it till it came out on video and I rented it because I, I got the impression that I think a lot of other people did like Tom Cruise is the last samurai and then once you watch the movie and you realize that it's not tom cruise is not the last samurai he's just witnessing the end of the the era of the samurai and uh, that's what kept me from really giving it any sort of respect kind of like daniel day lewis's character in last of the he i will find you he- <laughs> i will find you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great movie too ah, but soundtrack he's next he's so technically good. he's not the last of the mohicans he it, he is witnessing the last of the mohicans, the last of the mohicans. right the, the the in the entirety of the title for last of the mohicans the last samurai or even the last jedi it's the last a, airbender last, no. Oh, oh, whoa, no he whoa. is the last <laughs> shots fired again <laughs> don't bring bad i know movies sorry, into sorry, this. sorry sorry this is a safe space <laughs> this is, for, for last this samurai, is for my, last movie this <laughs> This temple is built by my ancestor a thousand years ago. <laughs> you don't bring that shit in here. Yeah. <laughs> this would be a good conversation. <laughs> I have questions. I have questions. Okay, so we've already questions totally talked louder. about the fact that Tom Cruise in the movie, Ken Watanabe, Billy Connolly, for a uh, for a short time. Oh my god! And once um, you know the language, it all falls into place. <laughs> Hiroyuki Sonata. Uh, so I mean, my it, favorite. 
He's he's so good. He's so good. I really like. And him. I'm so glad that he is in a lot of other stuff now. Mm-hmm. I mean, Westworld. Westworld. He was in uh, the, the movie that you recommended me, uh, Sunshine. Yes. I I was like, and wasn't he, he also what? in with Ken Watanabe in Memoirs of a Geisha? Yes, I do. Know. I know Ken Watanabe. Ken was. Watanabe was he in that? But it's, I, been, it's I, been a while since I've seen. Memoirs I think Ujio was as well. He's also he's also uh, in Life, and yep. he was in oh <laughs> another one where it's like the white savior complex, uh, Forty Seven Ronin with uh, Keanu Reeves. Yeah, which yeah. is it's not a great movie, but it's fun. It's a fun watch. Yeah. I enjoy it. <laughs> it's it's uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'd have to see that one again to really make up a, my mind on they, it. They they definitely play off of more the magical aspect. To bring it, the sorcery. Yeah, just a little. Just, <laughs> just a wee just bit. A hint. But I love, okay, back to Billy Connolly in this film. Good. It is 100% reminiscent of Glory, where you also have like a Scottish. <laughs> just barking orders. Like, you know, drill sergeant yelling at them. Right, you little bastards. <laughs> I could imagine him saying the exactly Billy Connolly's lines. In glory, if like he's like, please move to you know, right? It's see like the disposition of the supply train. Like, did you understand my orders? <laughs> did you understand my order? <laughs> yes, sir. With all due respect, <laughs> you can shove, shove it up your ass. ass. <laughs> That's exactly what he would have done too. So yes, I'm very glad that Billy Conley made this. Uh, it was it was a lot of fun to watch him in the film, <laughs> and he's just such a good little supporting you know right tidbit. Like it, I don't know. And then you've got uh, Tony Goldwyn, who uh, most people would remember as the villain from Ghost, mm-hmm. uh, playing the, uh, the the Colonel Bagley, sort of the the foil, the opposite. He doesn't mind the slaughter. He just you know it's he business. will issue orders, and they're savages. They're beneath us, and uh, yeah, we're like, here to do a job. When Tom Cruise comes back, and he's all like, "Oh, I need a I need a bath." And he, he utters the lines all like, well, of course you do, you know, living with those savages. And I'm thinking, they're not savages. Good Lord. What is your impression? But that's, I think, the other part of it is that. Because they he, live in, like, rural Japan. And he they live doesn't. The country. They, they have armor and swords and bows and arrows. He doesn't get close enough to his enemies to notice things about, like, their beauty where I think. Tom he didn't learn the language. Do, yeah. He, he wasn't he's writing just, books or diaries. You know what it was? It was a job for him. And Tom Cruise, it was more. Well, I really don't have a choice. But the disdain he has for his character. He's like, you can pay me to do this. You, you want me to kill me the Japs? I'll kill the Japs. I'll kill the $500, I'll kill $500 a month. I'll kill whoever you want me to kill. But, but I'll kill just remember you. this. I'll kill you for free. I'll gladly kill you for free. Oh, he hates him so much. Mm. And that's that says a lot about someone when you're like, listen, I, this is my job. I would gladly forego any type of profit just to do my job. And kill you. And kill you for free. Boom. Well, then you also have the sort of the villainous snake of yes. Amora that he Captain pull- Ogren. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, you you hate who? him so much in this movie, but um, he leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Yeah, and despite I, the fact that he's embracing all of the expansion and you know booming of technology well, and business, sort of like the Japanese Japan. incarnate of like the Robert Baron or- Railroad Tycoon. <laughs> Which may or may not be historically accurate, but in this this setting, but it like, works out really well. I like I like his like he's you know, lining his pockets during this whole modernization, and and uh, Katsumoto is standing in his way with his his yeah. ideals. He's a combination of Wormtongue and Saruman, just like the like oh poisoning the emperor with like oh no we don't need him like let's get rid of him. He's definitely trying to look out for his best interests with his 
you know, port wine stain birthmark uh, manservants. The henchman. The henchman. But, like, he's also the worst military general ever. Well, when he shows up Nonsense! at that last battle in Full the uniform, when he shows up at the, the, the end battle with the uniform, you're like, where the hell did this come from? Well, I mean, that's the thing. Five stars. Five stars, yeah, my yeah. ass. <laughs> this ain't no what, patent. What tour of duty did you do to earn those? Well, okay, but that's that's exactly who he is. He thinks that this is going to be, like, the easiest fight because... For him, he's in the position to gain booming technology, and that not only includes his railroad, but a profitable business and newer technology for the Americans. Like, he's putting in the order for all the rifles, and then they get the Gatling gun. All right? Yeah. And guns. It's, that was the guns. Uh, that was the Patreon, you know, bonus thing. He's like, ooh, I get, if I subscribe now, I get the Gatling guns? <laughs> Folks, oh, if you uh, go on to our Patreon. You'll get a Gatling uh, gun. I think it's, <laughs> I think it's, it's uh, $5,000 a month. You can get a Real Feels podcast Gatling, Gatling gun. gun. <laughs> we'll even throw in a case of Nathan's shower water for free. Nonsense! Come on, passive income. The the only downside to it is that when you do fire the bullets from the Gatling gun, it's not a normal sound of a bullet firing, but rather... (sighs) A weird sound effect. But getting back to when they first... uh, Yeah. (laughs) The task at hand. I got it. The task at hand. So they commission Captain Olgren, Tom Cruise, to, uh, to teach his men and... You know, get them ready for battle on very short notice. Like, hey, so uh, we've got 20 minutes. Go ahead and show them how to hold the gun and shoot it. And we're good, right? Fire! Fire! Ute! Ute! <laughs> and that poor, poor guy is just like, like, lose. Oh, you- when he tells him. Okay, so it's it's completely 100% reminiscent of, of the glory? scene in Glory. Where he's like, faster! Load! Faster! He's even firing the same weapon. Oh my god! The same model, the, oh, the same but type of rifle. No, it no, is no, no, the same pistol. Yeah. Oh, Captain Algren. Except is. he's not in glory. He's not yeah, firing. Yeah, he's not shooting at him. At him. Yeah, like, in glory, he's just like boom, boom, firing it upward. But then you know, Tom Cruise, he tells uh, Peter Pettigrew, I can't remember the captain. Timothy Spall. Timothy Spall. <laughs> Excuse <laughs> me, my Drew. <laughs> I respect my Peter Drew. Bamford. To remember Timothy Spall's name, my Drew. <laughs> just like, tell this man to fire me. I'm sorry. Tell this man to fire at me, or I will kill him. Load. Mr. Graham, tell this man to fire at me. I beg your pardon? Tell this man, if he does not shoot me, I will kill him. Captain, if I might have a warrant. Tell him. Tell him! Load! Faster! Faster! Shoot me, damn Fire! Fire! Okay! Okay!
They're not ready. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can, t- I can tell that. That's an intense <laughs> scene. And it the is. guy's like, he's translating to him. He's like, no, I'm I'm not going to yeah, shoot him. Like, he shakes, shakes his, his head. head. Like, no way, dude. I'm not going to kill you. And then he shoot. Then You're on my team. Right. Tom Cruise, like, shoots the ground, shoots his hat off. I'm not going to shoot LeBron James, basically, of of our team. Like, no, no, I'm good. And he's and like, he no, ev- you need to. And he eventually fires and he misses. And that's the whole scene where he tells him he's they're all like, not oh, ready. right. They're not ready. He's like, we need to move out. <laughs> no, they're not ready. You you can't take soldiers like yeah. this. And Colonel Bagley looks at him and just like tough shit. Right. And then the 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 samurai general behind him is sort of giving Algren the appraising look. Like, yeah, no, he's right. They're they're not freaking ready. This is going to be a disaster. Which is so weird that like maybe it's because he's like, yeah, like we'll uh we'll lead him out there. We'll kind of show up to a place where they're gonna like because they're gonna find us, and you know we'll just let them. Get slaughtered. Who cares? Like, well, we're not because here here's to, like, the thing right now. Like, one soldiers apparently, according to like Omura's kind of like attitude towards this, they can clearly get more. They can clearly buy more and save the, the arrows. Save the the Irish cost nothing. Conscripts. Right. <laughs> okay, it's the idea. Okay, it's much like the line in X Men Three where Magneto stops the mutants from rushing in. When the others go in, he's like, "No, no, no!" We, we chest said the this was a safe place, Drew. Whoa, that's the only good line from the movie. I didn't say it was a good movie, <laughs> but I mean, okay. So he he basically has this idea that, like, okay, fine, they may not be ready, but they're going to be cannon fodder for what we need done. And the general who's sitting well, in the back, well, they're gone getting slaughtered. We'll train more up. We'll train we'll more fine. up. And the general who's sitting in the back, you know, giving that discerning look of like, no, they're not ready. He's going to stay quiet, but he's going to stay loyal. Because at this time, Omura is convincing the emperor to say, this is what needs to happen. And so, of course, the general is going to sit idly by. He's going to smile and nod and just be honorable. He's going he, to do his job. He probably just wants to get it over with, too, because he knows that, like, hey, I'm going against, like, my brothers. Like, I just... You well, can- he does say that. Remember, when the sam- when the samurai do charge the soldiers... He refuses to He refuses him. to fight him. Yeah. Yeah. He's just like, well, I just... Which and I think, I deserve he, I think to die. he knew like, that he would probably die. Oh, I'm sure he did. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Sh- well, he knew as soon as he saw Tom Cruise. Like, yeah, they're not ready. He's like, well, I guess it's we're my time. Gonna- yeah, <laughs> it's my time. It'll be a good death. It's been yeah. It's it's been real. It's been fun. Yeah. But then they actually you know line up and they delivers the Billy Conley uh wonderful line of shove it up your ass. Shut like up. I'm I'm I came to fight and you, you couldn't pull me away and so. Uh, they fight. I do love the samurai, like, charging in on their horses out of the Whoa. fog. It, and they instill fear just by shouting off and in the distance. And it doesn't help when Yu-Gi-Oh! Com- like- comes out of the uh, the fog and he's got his giant helmet with the two massive horns yeah. sprouting out of it. Oh, so they yeah, they can look like demons emerging from the night. Yeah. Yeah. I would start firing wildly with that if and they came out And then start running into, into a perfect pincer move of just like, and crush, they're done. Like, they... What? Well, the Jammerai? The Jammerai? The Jammerai? The Jammerai. The Jammerai. I mean, they're ready. They know how to, like, take on their enemy. They know tactics. Like, and that's why it was kind of weird at the end when they're using these, like, tactics. I'm like, how much of this is Olgren saying, like, oh, hey, we're going to, like, retreat. You know, we're going to do, like, a a patriot. We're going to use their pride against them. Like, oh, you know, they need militias. So the movie is 1876. Right. 1877, when that battle takes place, there was a, something called the Satsuma Rebellion that happened in Japan. 
similar to Ken Watanabe's character, the the samurai's name was uh, Takamori Saigo. But they used, they still used, they, they used, they used, they, guns. used, they used guns. They had mortars. They had uh, mounted uh, howitzers and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's that's historically inaccurate. That it that the Katsumoto samurai, was yeah. just so about the, the, the idealism of, of his ancestry and their right. culture that they just went back to the swords and the armor. But it makes it sort of much more badass that the guys with the swords and the bows and arrow and the armor are just kicking the shit out of these people. Right. And it's it's also like inaccurate to the historical context of that the soldiers, when first encountering the samurai, like are so fidgety and they can't load their guns properly because by that time, you know, uh, historically in Japan, the soldiers, were they knew how to use guns. They mm-hmm. had been properly trained, but they wanted to show like the disadvantage of like, you know, we're not ready, but we're still kind of superior. Holy crap, they, here they come. Hastily trained conscripts, right. conscripts, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, again, like, there is the inaccuracy for history and a little bit of fabrication and creative licensing, but to damn if I care. <laughs> well, the, one of the things that really heightens this battle scene is is the score, Hans Zimmer's uh, score. Yep. Uh, it just really, like, it. Like there is no part of this movie where I'm like, oh well, this is the boring part. I'll like go get make some popcorn right now. Like, no, I'm rooted to the couch from start to finish on this movie. And there's like two spots where you could go up and get popcorn, but I mean, you'd miss a little bit, and you're like, oh wait, what did I miss? I'd respectfully, I'd disagree. Oh, I'm, but that's I mean, okay. I mean, you could even do it like when he's getting his armor on. I mean, you're like, hey, I, which are which you scene? kidding me? That's I'm, like that. That's I'm like just the saying if you had wait, to go get popcorn. The scene when Tom Cruise is getting his armor when, like, on. That's like Taka yeah, and no. Tom Cruise sort of. If you're have quick, have, if you're quick, no, but they have their connection. They have a little peck. She hugs him from behind. Like, don't go. I'm just saying, popcorn is important. There are moments that you could just like dip real quick. Now, if if you're like. My, you know, my wife, Brooke. I almost said fiance. We're married now. <laughs> got a ring on it. If you're like Brooke, Hi. getting popcorn, yeah, you're going to miss like half the movie. If you're like me, I'm sprinting through that theater, cutting people in line. I don't care. I need refill on popcorn because I got to get back in that movie. Make this happen. I was more thinking... Like just get up from your couch. <laughs> oh, luckily your couch that's even, that's is even but even literally like beep 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 done. Like even get back that, to the couch. That, it's popping. I was talking about the the feeling that I don't want to get up and get that popcorn. Right, I'm no. good right now. Yep. Captain Algren, I'm Saki me home. I'm too enthralled. <laughs> Saki me home. Saki me home, buddy Saki boy. To Saki to me. <laughs> but when he gets captured, oh yeah one of my favorite scenes is just that image of of him with the the white tiger flag defending himself like a tiger you know toy like a tiger toy like a toy <laughs> just cornered but yet he will not go down because he is a warrior yeah. this is what he was you know bred for almost and this is- ken watanabe when he's walking up katsumoto like he sees this going on he remembers the vision he has like he knows that like some shit's about to go down and he knows that like this guy is important mm-hmm. like he's okay and then when his brother-in-law comes up you know maybe he just didn't like uh, his brother what did he stab him with was it a broken piece of the uh spear, the spear. Oh, the spear okay yeah. yeah yeah when the guy comes up and he's just gonna like run the sword through him you know quick bend over grab it and right into the but next same one that killed Billy Conley. that like his brother-in-law didn't seem to respect tom cruise as a warrior 
So oh. he was just going to walk up and finish him off. Just like Billy Connolly. And then have a swig of water and go home. Oh, yeah, no. He's all like, mm, white man invader. I'm just going to off you. Yeah, yeah. That that does not happen. No. I mean, and, yeah. And, uh, yeah, if he was, like, a really, like, hey, I want to test this uh, this white guy out, he would have been like, hey, get up, like, rest for a sec. Like, let's really. Like a knight's you know, code. Like, I'm not going to strike you when you're down. Like, like I, have some honor in a fight. Yeah. Heck, Achilles and Hector, he's like, you know, get up, prince. Like, I don't want a rock to take my, my glory. <laughs> like, you know, like, no, like, no, 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 no. This is not how you're going out. You're going to stand up. We're going to fight. We're going to actually do this. And, and I'm going to show you that I'm better than you. I'm not going to let some rock take my glory, no. Because Katsumoto wants to learn about his enemies, same way that Captain Algren wants to learn about his. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and that, that following that scene is also one of my, my favorites. Is It's one of the, I think, the best done. I thought Wait, that's coming. No, no. Oh. No, it's one of the best, <laughs> best done, I think, depictions of ritual suicide done by the warrior. Yep. When, mm. when the general, you know disembowels himself and katsumoto is a second and takes his head yep it's yeah and then they all bow and uh, showing their respect like it's it's sort of chilling oh and and how dies with his honor yeah olgren like is like oh so you just like cut the head off defenseless men you are a savage yeah yeah, you big tough guy what are you talking about we're because his whole his whole like context to even relate it to anything is you know, drunk Timothy Spall. Drunk Timothy Spall. But you know his his whole memory Capital. of dealing with sake, <laughs> sake. The Native Americans who uh, scalped, you know, their their enemies and their you know people who fell on the battlefield. Where this is kind of like the same. He's like, well, I've seen what you do to your enemies. You know, you're exactly like the Red Man. I mean, it's but he's losing the idea and the notion of literally this is an honorable death. And it was a good death. It was a good death. So, I mean, he need, and that's what he slowly learns. He slowly learns and finds out exactly what their culture is like. So, I mean, that's, I think it's hugely important for him to be so blatantly ignorant of it at first and then slowly comes around to understand because, because even, you, the viewer falls in love with that sort of way of life. As he starts oh, to fall absolutely. in love. And that's, right. that that's one of the life. best parts of this film is the way that they film it and the way that they line shots up and moments. And his little sort of um, narration here and there of, of basically it's of like him, him reading a passage out of what he's written. Yeah. Right. Like keeps, a diary. He, yeah. He just keeps journal. like journaling all, the, all that and, you know, seeing the landscape and seeing the village and the I, people. I, I got to tell you right now, I apparently need to make. A trip to New Zealand because that's where this. That's film, where it was. Filmed. That's where it was filmed. Well, most yeah, of it. Most of it. Like the 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 mountain off in the distance resembles um, Mount uh, Mount Fuji. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it was it was not Mount not Doom? spoiled. No, that, that, that land <laughs> <Yes>. was Mount <laughs> Doom. It's probably right next to it. I mean, that land was not spoiled. There wasn't you know like the already existing modern villages. They were able to sort of just find this area like the Shire, right, and just build a a. Uh, 19th century Japanese village. Uh, there's a right there's there. a moment where one of the, uh, in the village you can see a modern uh, telephone pole. Why you have to ruin it? <laughs> yeah. This was a safe you space. ruin it for me. God damn it, Delilah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I I do love when you know he goes through his. I mean, not love. It's it's more watching him come back to reality. When he goes through his alcohol withdrawal. Saki! I told you no! 
Those kids did not get any sleep in that house. Yeah, they're... <laughs> Mommy? I'm having night terrors like The him. weird stranger that we just brought home that killed Dad, P.S. Like, uh, he's screaming he's again. screaming at night. And he smells like crap. I'm sure the entire village could hear him. It's just wooden paper. It's a quiet valley. <laughs> a nice little quiet community, and there's this one random guy. Soccer! It's, it's like, is that a wolf in the distance? No. Soccer! <laughs> just Chewbacca. Uh, oh. But he gets his sake finally. He gets his <laughs> <laughs> Poor no, he gets his sake. He doesn't go cold turkey. I mean, I think he eventually. Well, does. he does because the uh, Nobu is it Nobu the the son. The son, uh, yeah. He's like you know, just let him have the sake, and his and Taka is like that won't do. Yeah, that's he's like, but this gonna... is my village. Like, well, this, this is, my, is house. my house. So, um, but that's but, my bottle. But this is my sake in the bottle. And oh. once he cleans up, he's sort of given a free range, and he's got Bob. Bob, I oh. love Bob. You ha- you can't help. And not what's like what's Bob. really funny is that up until the end of the movie, he's literally silent Bob. He is, and I think he's 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 credited in the uh, the the credits credited in the credits as Silent Samurai. Oh, mm. until, well, until his one line, Open Sun. Yeah, Bob. Um, uh, Bob, but after he cleans up, yeah. he gets to go and and have a good conversation with uh, Lord Katsumoto. Many of our customs seem strange to you, and the same is true of yours. For example, not to introduce yourself is considered extremely rude, even among enemies. Nathan Ogren. I'm honored to meet I have enjoyed this conversation in English. I have questions. I have introduced myself. You have introduced yourself. This is a very good conversation. I heard you I heard you fought with the red man. Yeah. Tell me about your battles. Read a book. I would rather have a good, good conversation. conversation. Are my words not correct? <laughs> <laughs> so he's kind of sparring with him mm-hmm. verbally. And just kind of like, they're both kind of seeing where each other's at. Like two tigers circling themselves, uh-huh. each other. Hmm? But even more of just like studying, not like ready to like pounce and attack, but just like, wait, wait, wait. Calculating. What, yeah, what makes you tick? What what are you all What are you all about? Like, you do realize that the, the guy that you're saying that you're going to, you know, fight for and stuff like that doesn't want you to fight anymore. Like, he's trying to turn you off, which that little history lesson actually puts a little bit more light into what probably was going on. Of, yeah. Hey, we're going to shut down your income. How's that? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I mean, and even mm-hmm. like, cause in my culture, it is considered very rude not to introduce yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Ken Watanabe Katsumura is not even, he obviously he's not going to be afraid. Like Tom Cruise, you're in my house, literally. And you he's cannot escape, but he's being such a gracious host. He, I mean, I love the, it, it's almost like a smugness about it. He's all like, winter will come. You cannot leave. So, uh, why don't you make the best of it? Is he rushing be- <laughs> What do you want from me? <laughs> what do you want for yourself? Yeah. <laughs> he answers he his says question. it right there. <laughs> answers his question with more questions. <laughs> with more questions. <laughs> you should really think about life. How's your poem coming? The ending seems troubling. <laughs> well, and I think that's to a certain extent for me, what makes, this movie is the 
just the chemistry between yes Captain yeah, oh, Aldrin yeah. and Katsumoto. Uh, I sort of I live for those scenes in this. They're they're good conversations. They're sort of when they really finally start to understand each other, and mm-hmm. Dahlgren sort of understands where he's coming from. Um, like he sees him as a person and not a savage. Well, I don't think he really saw him as well. He may have a little bit, but I, I think well, okay, no, he well, he distinctly said like that he was called to basically subdue another tribal leader. So he he acknowledges and he totally you know recognizes the fact that like they are in charge, but there's always going to be someone bigger. Yeah, my my favorite interaction with the people is him and Hiro Yujio 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 easier to say, um, and how. From the start, like, he's just like, yeah, I get it. You're like, you know, a warrior, but you're not really a warrior. And then just slowly. And if you stray out of line, I will like, beat your I ass. Like, I can't wait. And, like, even just when he, like, brings the sword up to his neck, like, oh. Oh, gonna, that's such a badass scene. He's going to flinch. He, like, cuts his neck a little bit, like, yeah, you see what I'm doing here? Yeah. And then he's like, oh, crap. Like, Don't like, task he, me, boy. He called my bluff. Like, he did not flinch one second. Like, oh, no. Like so there there was a moment um, with, I believe it was Hiroyuki Sonata and Tom Cruise during the filming where Tom Cruise was on like a mechanical horse during one of the uh, the fight scenes. Almost cut his head off. Almost cut his head off. Like Hiroyuki Sonata stopped the blade Whoa. an inch from his head. Like it would it would have cut his head off. Hey. Right. Mm. But like when they had the movie little... could have ended a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and there went Tom Cruise. <laughs> but they're like when they, they spar in the rain. That, that, that is an amazing scene. That's probably my one of my favorite scenes. It reminds me of movie. the the Tom Hanks uh, gangster movie where he's the hitman. Road to Perdition. Where it's raining and Tom Hanks comes out with the Tommy gun and just starts mowing other gangsters down. That's like, pretty much it's the just only that, good scene of that film. That, yeah, you're right. You know, I mean, you, no, I would agree with you. Yeah. I would agree with you. But it has that same feel like the patter of the rain. There's the like lighting. three scenes in that movie. It's a great okay. But yes. Great yes. movie. Not only do you also have like Jude Law as like a creepy, creepy villain, but Road to Perdition based off a graphic novel. Oh. Don't make me regret bringing this up, Drew. How does that make it worse? <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's no Last Samurai. I'm just gonna say that. I, I have made my point. Drew, you have made your point. This, this has been a good conversation. conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but they spar in that rain. So good because he keeps getting back up. Well, because he he keeps like walking around and he wanted to like learn about the kids because the kids were going into the kendo session and with Hiroyuki Sonata coming in and it started raining and he's all like, who are you? Who are you to come into our village and try to like start doing things our way? I even what, integrating yourself into somewhat like I'm going to I'm going to beat you. I honestly think what the trigger was was not that was that he stopped the kid's sword with his hand because they're practicing like they're not practicing for fun they're practicing for real exactly so if you grab his sword like that you're sword cheating would have gone through and like that is that's dirty pool like, oh, okay. you've broken yeah, like the you rules got, you got no honor and if if you're gonna treat a kid like that i'm gonna teach you how this goes Boom, right there if okay. you're gonna if no, you're no. gonna i get you i get you treat the kid like that then yeah you deserve Someone to beat you up. You're gonna get sonated. Right? Bam! Because because he's showing Good him job, he's Jack. showing ah. him ah. different methods. He's all like, "You're not fighting like samurai. You're not fighting like Japanese. Like you're pulling you're pulling some punches, mm-hmm. and you're not doing it right. You're teaching him wrong. Like stop it. 
That's right. I like it. This is not baseball. And he's just like, mm, I hate you. Like he at at that point, he does not like him, and it's very obvious. He gives him the epitome of asylum treatment. In <laughs> a beatdown, like and a, quit, con- getting, quit getting back up. The fight in the rain, just uh, right. But quit I think it's also, up. I think it's, um, I think it's both admirable to not only everyone else watching the fight, but also foolish to an extent for um, Hiroyuki Sonata's character to be all like, "All right, I just hit you twice. Are we going for a third? Okay, gonna make your skull bleed." And I think it also shows that, you know, by their standards, Captain Algren should have tried to take his life to deal with the shame of his defeat. But that's not the culture that Captain exactly. Algren comes from. But he is going to show them that you can beat me down as much as you want. I'm still going to come up and come after you. Right. Yeah. Which is why I think he he just like kind of later on is like so like, yeah, dude, you, you're just like me because that's exactly what I would do. I would. That would be the my last resort is, you know, committing suicide, you know, in front, in front of my enemy. I like your style. And I can take that kind of punishment. I can take that pain. I'm, ju- I'm just let's, like you. Yeah, let's spit the devil's eye together. Let's yeah, do this. Let's... Brother. <laughs> but I mean, even with him understanding very little, but slowly progressing to understanding more as he's taking his slow walks with Bob. Which is probably one of my favorite scenes in the movie. They could just make a separate movie, like Tuesdays with Bob. Just like (laughs) them, just like walking through the countryside, just having one-sided conversations. I don't really know your name. Do it, Bob. Mind if I call you Bob? You ladies' man, Bob? Yes, I love that line! (laughs) Are you ladies' man, Bob? I do a Bob once. One of the ugliest men I ever knew. (laughs) Look like a mule. (laughs) It's just so good, but he... You know, he's he's uh, quoted as saying that he has never seen such discipline out of a people who, from the moment they wake up, they dedicate their life to whatever they're doing to perfection. And it's so neat to watch that, you know, people who are practicing, you know, kendo or they're practicing, you know, the samurai moves or martial arts, calligraphy, uh, sword making, sword making. That was a real sword maker. He was a real sword maker. He's a real master sword maker. Oh, and I love the the like eight seconds that you see uh, the son, you know, practicing his bowmanship and firing the arrow. It's just it's it's quite literally like it's tranquil mm-hmm. to watch everything. And again, the music really like lulls you into this. It like does. you're just you're right there with him. Just like, right. Yeah. Wow. This is pretty awesome. It's just am I cap good? I'm, am I being mildly neglected? I don't know. It's pretty great. <laughs> but then after he's kind of starting to get into the the life and, you know, showers up, uh, sobers up, becomes a little bit more involved in the community. And now are we at the point of the, uh, the, the ninja attack? Well, I mean, is he really like involved in the community as a whole? He he really is. Well, just, he's, he's learning spending, the language. He's learning the language. He's spending more time with Katsumura. And really, Ugio is teaching him the sword, right? Yeah. And only the other thing is that he's uh, he's kind of like playing with the kids. So those are things like to get him integrated, I guess, into the society. But he's not like giving back per se. True. He's not like out in the fields helping to work. He's not cleaning. Oh, well, he's carrying well, firewood. That that one scene. <laughs> okay, that I think one it's, scene. It's, it's the best firewood. joke that Katsumoto tells is when Tom Cruise arrives at the temple for I think the second or third time, after getting his his ass beat by Yujio. This the scene prior, 
and Katsumoto just goes, Ojo is uh, uh, showing you the Japanese way of the sword. That's sort of saying, like, I hear you got your ass beat last night. How'd that go? <laughs> Our culture's pretty cool, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go, let's go chill at the Blossoms here. Yeah. Uh, so have we come to the, uh, the Kabuki Night Ambush? The Kabuki Night Ambush. Yeah. You, there's some mixed feelings about that. I'm surprised. It's not, not that, even, sorry. Again, not even Kabuki Night. Not no, that is, wrong. Is it? There's no Kabuki. Sorry. There's no Kabuki. Isn't that what that is? It's not Kabuki. I, I can guarantee it's not Kabuki. Real feels Traditional listeners. Japanese <laughs> theater ambush night. Boom. It is Japanese theater. Yeah, but it's 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 definitely not Kabuki because you don't have uh, men dressing up in uh, as geishas, essentially. Well, you don't know that. You never see who the woman is. Exactly. But it's not. But that's that, true. Okay. That's not Kabuki like on in a, in a Kabuki ensemble. Kabuki yes, Kabuki ish. Ish. It is Japanese theater, but it's not Kabuki. I can't tell Anyways, you exactly what it is. So sorry, my my theater degree only goes so far. Kabuki Kabata. Yeah. <laughs> kabuki Kabata. <laughs> Let's go. Okay. Either way, but you have Katsumura like joining into the fun of the night, which I think is kind of nice for the community. Where it's like, oh, he's in charge, but it's also like his son's village. Who is this amateur? <laughs> Uh, they... And then ninjas. Why ninjas. do you guys think this is so like out of the out of the ordinary? Just, no, 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 I don't no, know. no, 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 no. It takes me out of it a little bit. If for and for me, I enjoy the hell out of it. I yeah, don't get me fight, wrong. Like it's fun to watch, but it, I think it takes me out. Maybe my whole mindset is set to the point of like this is a movie about samurai, not ninjas. And for but me, they coexisted. Yeah, there wasn't like the age of the ninja. <laughs> So it's not like it's like this is a movie about cops, but there can't be any robbers. For me, this is the turning point for him. This is when he, well, because he shows everybody that he is for their he defended side. Not Katsumoto. Just not just that, he warns them. Like it's his instinct now to protect this family and to protect Katsumoto. Like he goes, oh, like we're under attack. Like he instantly, without hesitation, calls it out and isn't like, well, shit. I'm good to go if he gets, you know, whacked. I'm just waiting for him to, like, slip up. I'm waiting for this army to roll in and just steamroll this whole village. Like, right. biding no, my time. I'll, I'll be no, rolling no. in sake all the <laughs> way back to Tokyo. <laughs> like, I got my back pay waiting for me. Uh, this is good. We're li- it life it is good. shows the two sides and, like, how they are choosing to fight. Because Katsumura, with his samurai, they're being honorable. They will meet you on the field of battle. Yep. And I will, I will meet you face to face. Just kind of like how Tom Cruise says to his... Uh, his, oh, counter- find us. his counterpart, where he said, like, I will see you on the field. And Omura, sending in the ninjas under the cover of darkness, it's, During it's totally, it's totally, I mean, I don't even know if they would know that the play is happening, but more the fact that they're going to be attacking at night. It is 100% shady, and it's it's underhanded, but... And it, so, reeks of not, uh, it reeks of Omura. It this reeks a, of Omura. This is shooting... Lincoln at Ford Theater. Like, what the heck? He's it's not war right now. We're well, it's a, it's a it's a convenient end to Katsumoto uh, that uh, if these ninjas are able to take him out, and yeah, I I love this scene. I even wrote it at the top. Favorite oh. favorite scene, <laughs> Kabuki Night Ambush. <laughs> Again, it's not it's not that it's unenjoyable. I think just like. It, it throws me for a slight loop, and don't get me wrong, I was right back into the movie. 
See, my take on it is at the beginning of the movie, you got a large scale battle. End of the movie, large scale battle. Horses charging, lots yeah. of men. This is much smaller scale, and it really gets more down to like the, the samurai intimate, aspect yeah, the of these, you know, these duels that are going on, and uh, it's it's a little bit more of a detail oriented combat than. We're going to charge across the field uh, into the face of machine guns. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I love the combat in this scene. I love the sword play. It, mm. it was, you know, the, the the ninja star coming through the door right as it closes and like gets the guy in the neck. Like, I, I love this There's scene. There's good parts to it, yes. Nothing is too over the top. Nothing is, I think, even, like, underwhelming about really anything that you can kind of find in the film itself from the music. From the battle scenes to the makeup that is, you know, being put onto the actors and even like the clothing, despite the fact that the samurai armor that they're wearing is like 250 years out of date. It's a mistake, but it was done purposely by the costume director. And, it, and it's to show that the samurai themselves are adhering to an old style like they're not going to let that legend die like. This is when we were important, damn it. And we want to live it. Was it like me wearing tight eyes when I was in high school? Maybe. I was trying to adhere to another age. Just holding on? Yeah. Keep holding on. My, my, my hemp bracelet? No. You know I'm here for you. <laughs> Sorry. I'll, I'll take this all back. Olgren says, hey, you know that the uh, the general's trying to kill you. It's like, yeah, I get it. You need to go. T- are you going to go talk to him? Yeah, I'm going to go talk to him. Hey, you probably shouldn't, but um, you're going to do what you're going to do. I can't stop you. So he goes, talks to the emperor. Basically, he's like, hey, if you wanted me to, I'd literally kill myself for you. Like, that's... If the Emperor requires my death, yes, but to ask. Yes, but to ask it. And he's like, all right, so Amura sent the ninjas. All right, I get it. Yeah. But even the Emperor, the Emperor is so confused about he's what he's... He's lost his... of what to do. Because he's a mm. child. He's a kid, yeah. yeah. He, he is a teenager literally running Although, a country. he had, a, he had a, a choice, and he... He did have a choice. He bows his head, and he's just like, he plays dumb. But he even says, he says, I am I am a living God as long as I do what they ask. And even Katsumura's like, why do you speak such sad words? Because yeah. he, tells, he tells him, he's all like, I know you're living for the people, but you're not being true to yourself. Like, do what you know is right. Not what, not what your, you know, council of elders is telling you is right, especially when Amura is on it. But I mean, think especially about, to line their own pockets, right? Think about how much that would benefit. I mean, how much technology like that, you know? But was that portrayal accurate of of the Meiji Emperor? Probably not. Yeah, probably not. It's for the movie, so I guess we can skip all you know the the politics side of that. But no, that's no. true. I mean, we can still we can still talk the politics. I mean, they did make the laws that the samurai could not openly wear swords. They couldn't walk uh, into the cities with their swords on. Uh, I mean, that they were the, the samurai themselves at that point in time when like that law was passed. It was like the last straw for them because the samurai were actually being attacked like an ethnic group. That's crap. Like in when the top knot gets cut off. Yeah, but I mean, again, that's why for to some Japanese viewers, like that's, this portrayal sort of set their teeth on edge because they are were were so more used to it, the historical depiction of the samurai class being sort of corrupt. There's actually there's a, a term in Japanese for a samurai testing his new blade on just like a random passerby. Damn, like that was acceptable if you if you didn't give the right amount of deference. 
or if you didn't bow low enough to the samurai's liking and you were you were of the peasant class take you right the hell out wow okay so i mean so that's why i say way to ruin the movie for no well that's why i say as much as I love this movie, a little bit of a grain of salt. Yeah. Uh, because this is so romanticized. Yeah, you know, way. it's it's like a Western. Same like that Braveheart. It didn't it's really happen like... Westerns, but the, yeah. the, we still love Westerns. Right. Yes. The kind of idea where like things were romanticized in the film, immediately after watching this, I I got a hankering for watching uh, the anime, which I don't know if any of you are familiar with it, but uh, Samurai Champloo. Anyone? No. No. Super fun. And it actually, this depicts more of the ideas that, you know, the samurai were corrupt, especially working for corrupt people, because the only thing that was they were really kind of abiding by was the fact that they had a lord, despite the fact that the lord might be corrupt. They're kind of like just doing their job. They're gaining their honor yeah. by serving someone. And it's a it's a, it's a fun anime. And it plus really the, the feudal, the shogunate, like it was constant jockeying for power and constant jockeying for position and status for you know more income and oh, more lands yeah. and all that stuff. So, yeah. So he gets captured, quote unquote. Um, and we we had kind of breezed over the uh, the top knot scene, but I mean that's a feels moment when he wants to like stand up. To he's them. got he's his like, sword like after like, like just down the scabbard, and, and he's like, don't him, do it, don't do it, man. Just let him take their your your pride for a sec. It's not worth your life. And then they take his swords too. Yeah, yeah they took his swords. They took his sword. Well, they I mean. They were the military. They were kind of like, uh, like MPs, you know, going around the base. Like if somebody, somebody's gonna like step out of line, yeah, the swords are legal inside the cities. Of course, they're gonna confiscate the swords, which is really just the cherry on top after cutting off his top knot. <sighs> yeah, this is very true. So, but they they do a little rescue mission, and uh, they come after. Utilizing well, Timothy Spall. Yes. Well, they, yeah, so they come after to rescue Katsumura <laughs> after Katsumura comes before the council and the emperor and says like... Katsumoto? Katsumoto. What, what am I saying? What did I say? Mora. Oh, sorry. It's okay. Yeah, yeah Drew. Get with it. Sorry, I didn't get my <laughs> Japanese right. <laughs> I can't even pronounce half their names. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. But he, okay, so he... Because he's in prison, because he refused to remove his swords... He's supposed to kill himself. ...in the council chamber yeah. in front of the emperor... And they're like, remove your swords. He's like, I respectfully decline. And they're like, well, you're going to go to jail then. And he's so he's so dishonored when he presents the sword to the emperor. And the emperor will not get the up and like accept it. The emperor like looks down and he's like, meh. He looks, he's all like, oh, forgiveness. Like, just this shameful look on his face. He's like, I'm sorry, my friend, but I can't. Like, I am, I'm kind of in too deep. And it's like Amora's moment of triumph. Oh yeah, oh, that, he uh, loves he, he, it. The pain that is in uh, Katsumoto's eyes just. Oh. And then when the wine, the the port wine stain henchman comes in and oh, just yeah, we gotta... tosses the dagger in front of him, like save us the trouble. Yeah. The but now the rescue fight. mission. The rescue mission. But do you, do you guys think Katsumoto would have killed himself if, if the emperor asked it? If the emperor asked it, not if Omura asked it. Mm. I think he probably would have sat there in almost like hopes. Yeah, I think he would have. Come I think he would have sat there in his shame. I think he would have sat there in his shame and actually had the hope that the emperor would eventually visit his old friend, his teacher, and tell him like, "Like I value you, I honor you, but please take your life." Wait, w- didn't doesn't Weinstein 
face get killed. Weinstein does get killed. Before does he get it's before. before this? It's yeah. before because it's when Tom Cruise it's is like leaving. Yeah. yeah it just... wasn't Weinstein who threw the dagger down? No, I thought it was, but like And then then But then when the Tom streets. Cruise like leaves the building and he's just walking the streets, yeah. he's ambushed by like four other... Colonel Well Colonel Badgley shows up and was like, Yeah, they got your friend under arrest and that was sort of the MacGuffin that, that Here's your money. Colonel Badgley, yeah. you know, delivered okay, him along so with the he, last... So then he was probably like heading to the jail. Uh, last yeah. dose of uh why do you hate your own people so much? Which is probably and he's like, Give me my... back my calligraphy. Yeah. I think that's my least favorite. And then uh yeah, then like Tom Cruise dispatches the four people that ambush him, which include Weinstein. It does a very uh, Sherlock Holmes, uh, the newer one. Where the it's reca- like, but he recaps it. Yeah. It's not like the moment. Tarantino's it. <laughs> it's not the so, moment so at hand. When he beheads the, the final guy. Who says like the, the way the age of the samurai is over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom Cruise, it's the only wonky part, but like he's he's beheaded him he's got both of his arms out and then his legs set and it, it reminded me of like, like he just the, finished an ice skate like the superhero <laughs> landing from deadpool like oh he's gonna pull the he's superhero gonna, landing like, <laughs> superhero like oh, landing. oh he's gonna he's gonna bust out the the behead move right now like and then like he holds it like and scene. see <laughs> yeah it's because i i don't i don't love tom cruise I really love him in this. I loved his early stuff. I love Risky Business. Hell, I even love Cocktail. Um, wow. But some of the... Saying something. Yeah. Mm. yeah. But, well, come on. Elizabeth Shue? Yeah. Elizabeth yeah. Shue? Yeah. All right. Yeah. But some of his later, you know, Mission Impossibles, I could never really get to... What? I could never really get too into it. But when he plays a very conflicted character, like, uh, what was the one uh, with the cab? Was it Taxi or Driver? Or... Oh, uh, with with Jamie Fox with Jamie Collateral. Fox. Collateral. I love that movie because movie. it's Tom Cruise, like not being like Tom Cruise. Do you think anyone would notice a man who died on the L train? Yeah, like so he he plays sort of a conflicted character. Well, not a conflicted, but he plays like a villain in that one. He's a, yeah, he's definitely yeah, he's very yeah. much a villain. And yeah. then in this one, he's like PTSD suffering uh, war veteran uh, versus sort of like we're gonna go out there and steal those plans. Mm. I mean, when you say like I don't like Tom Cruise, I don't know. There's there's so I many. I didn't say I didn't like okay. him. I just said I didn't love I didn't him. Love I Tom think with Cruise. any actor, you can find movies that you don't like that they do. Yeah, I'm sure there's some. Well, yeah, but Jack Reacher like... in the books, Jack Reacher is my size. Tom Cruise is what like five six. He's yes, okay. He's small. It's, they may as well made Jackie Chan Jack Reacher for Christ's sake. That'd be great. That would have been great. I would watch that in a heartbeat. All right, I'm <laughs> tweeting Jackie Chan. But you know what though. <laughs> We'll do a Chinese remake. <laughs> John Reacher. Done. I, oh, I, have you seen The Foreigner? The Foreigner is great. The Foreigner. I've not watched it yet, but it's I on Netflix. Okay, good. It's, now it's, it's on Netflix. It. It's, it's good. It's so, yeah, you got to watch that. I love Jackie Chan. So they rescue Katsumoto. <laughs> <laughs> At the cost of his son, Nobu. And which he tells me, he says, No, father, it is my time. Which. Uh, he had a great last stand. Uh, yes, but at the same time, like, you know what? This, this film. Along with films like Saving Private Ryan or like The Dirty Dust. I mean, I'm trying to think of like films where you have Magnificent Seven, where it's like, hey, all these people are probably not going to make it out at the end. It kind of it's it sucks though. You're like, dang it, 
because you fall in love with these characters. You fall in love with these these people in the film, and you're like, yeah, I like him. I, oh no, it's he true. Died. No, I it's think very another true. way of looking at it, though is if Katsumoto had taken the easy way out and and killed himself, then perhaps his son would live uh, a long life. Yeah, but by escaping and then pressing on, he realizes that maybe you know this is going to cost him everything. And, and it does. All this, all this people's, you know, all this, uh, the men, all the soldiers' lives, all the lives of the other army. You know, I mean, like his his life determines a lot of people's lives. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, but a good little rescue scene. I like the, uh, you know, Bob and uh, the other guy that uh, the sumo rest or the the wrestler guy. Don't you know who this is? Yes. Oh, with, with, with the A blinking. <laughs> this is the president <laughs> of the United States. Uh. The President of the United States? I think I'm going to be walking. Keep walking. walking. It's the first Uh, thing that came to mind. But yeah, they do a great little rescue. They get back, and uh, they're... They prepare for war. I was like... (laughs) 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 uh, Taka is, of course, glad to see him. I think she's probably fallen in love with him. They both fall yeah. in love at this point. And the, then the, the son. Kid has. Yeah, the Definitely. older son. Uh, that's such a touching scene. Doesn't mean, like, I don't want you to die. Yeah. Ugh. Don't worry, kid. I'm Tom Cruise. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. But I think it's also, like, very. Unless it's Valkyrie. This yeah. movie's yeah. not going to have a happy ending. It's going to have a happy ending. But it's not going to have a happy ending. We're going to have a happy ending. We'll be fine. I mean, the, the kid is afraid. He says, like, I'm, I'm afraid of what's to come. Like, you know. You know, I, I don't want anything to happen. He's all like, "I'm, I'm really worried." And even Tom Cruise just tells him, "He's like, I am too." Yeah. Or no, I've, I've never been. Uh, I couldn't imagine going into battle and not being scared. And right. He's like, "Well, I'm, I'm scared right. every I'm battle. Just, <laughs> right. I'm scared in every battle." Which again, I think is probably so refreshing for this kid. But to I'm not good, only have, but I'm good. Tom Cruise kind of, <laughs> sort of fill in that parental figure since he did kind of kill his dad, but be more there for him as a parent. But also show the fact that, like, it's okay for a warrior to be afraid. He checks off a lot of the boxes yeah, that agree. I'm sure the I samurai dad doesn't check off necessarily, like, emotional-wise. You know, he's like, hey, yeah, like, it's okay to it's okay to cry, bud. Like, go for it, you know? It's okay to be afraid. So, uh, and then we get to... They prep for battle. And then the they... battle! And of course... Well, I love the armor scene! Dude, it, it, I, I get it. I get why you the, love it. The feels. It is. It, it, it real is feels. feels. And the fact that, like, when she's like, hey, come here for a sec. Here's and my dead husband's armor who, who you, you killed. killed. You, were honor, you will honor us by wearing it. Yeah. That's, that's and then they cool. gave him his own katana? Which, with a special engraving? That line. This that just, sword belongs to who the old ways have joined the, the new. new. Like, yes! How do you not get pumped? And when... When, uh, you know, the man that's just been training you comes up and checks your armor and goes, okay, yeah. You, like you're good to go. Yeah, you're, yeah, slaps your helmet. Can't you see I'm not afraid of you? Did you know, no, no, okay. But they, they get ready in almost like too good of tactics. Like, and maybe it's just because they play on uh, Omura's, like, just. Well, and they don't pride. know that. Algren's still with them. They sort of all assume that Algren probably got on a ship and is drinking and himself that. to True. the west coast. But I mean, again, I don't know how much of that Algren's was Algren's like tactics of you know, uh, hey, we're gonna use 
Uh, we're going to take their big guns away from them by, you know. I gonna, think it's going to be. We're going to put up some wooden barricades. Are they going to stop bolts? Ah, not really. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's got to be a little bit of Algren and a little bit of uh, Ken Watanabe. Just getting ready for it. Drawing Would you on say it's like an East meets West? <laughs> you... Yes. Well, Jack, it looks like your Uber's here. Oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> But, like, you know, they do the tactics of, like, oh, like, we run, we hide, and then when the cavalry kind of rides up, we all pull up spears, and oh my gosh, we never saw this coming. Like, yeah, like, every war thing. But, <laughs> but it's, I mean, I guess that's the thing of, like, the the few take on the many because, you know, like, 300. Like, yeah, we're yeah. just gonna, like, we're the superior. Which is the story that he shares with him. Which yeah. is great. And Colonel Badgley even says, like, uh, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, like, like send in skirmishers, see what they've got over there. No, like, no full attack. <laughs> send in Nonsense. everyone. In fact, intensify <laughs> the full one firepower. It's too late. <laughs> send them over the hill where we can't see them. I don't want anybody to get through. <laughs> <laughs> no, you should. You should probably send in some soldiers to like skirmish them out. And like, no, everyone. <sighs> in fact, I'll go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm so confident. Uh, one, just you know that. Uh, like the tar-soaked hay balls. Yeah, it's he. They 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 bravehearted him. That's what I, like even when like the part where he's like you know uh you know send the infantry and he's like my lord you lead them you like, lead them. like just that like you get out there and do me do something intelligent like <laughs> we are losing right now it's it's so great that they do kind of like route them pretty well um in a very easy even though they have like they have guns and they're like still they're using them at close range and doing some damage they do i mean they wreck them they they wreck each other and then it's like hey what do we do ride out and meet them you know i disagree with that um i they 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 do their tactic yeah yeah, you go here that's fine but they didn't have to charge them like they could have like guerrilla warfare the shit out of them. Like they could have hit their baggage train and like like last uh, last of the Mohicans ambushed them. But I don't think uh, that's I don't think that's like an honorable way. Yeah, yeah. So I that's probably right. why but, they wouldn't. And do again, it. it's it's. I mean, I, everyone's probably like, why do they keep referencing every other movie except? But like, like Lord of the Rings, the Two Towers is like, let's ride out and meet them. They're not expecting that for death and glory for, de- for, for Taka. <laughs> Yes. Uh, they I know your <laughs> <laughs> They they make that little last stand and just I think to I mean I think when he kills Sound the horn of Ujio <laughs> Hornhelmed one last time. They ride out and they meet them and he th- when he th- when Tom Hanks throws his sword, oh gee, and it impales his counterpart. <laughs> and he's like trying to breathe. He's like, <gasps> like oh my god! Oh no, he, that really hit his lungs. What there should have been is they're charging, and then up on the hillside as the sun rises, there's Bob, and he has all these samurai reinforcements, <laughs> and they just come crashing down. Wait, hold on. What is the what is on the, the inscription again on the sword? What's that? Uh, this sword belongs to the where the older the one who's the older ways have joined the, old the ways new. Have joined who has the joined the new? An older sword literally just pierced the, the midriff of the new. That's true. <laughs> that is true. Right, the blade it. that cut the ring. <laughs> no, 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 
But I mean, it, you already knew he was going to die when Tom Cruise looks at him. He's all like, I'll see you on the field. That guy's like, we will give oh, you no shit, quarter. Crap, yeah, man. I don't give a shit. I'm yeah. going to kill you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to throw a I sword. Don't, I don't need quarter when I'm going to kill you. Like, What'd you say? What'd you say about my mom? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then you go to like the most feels of the movie when they just get mowed down by the Gatling guns. And there's that like, Han, again, Hans Zimmer tension when he's like, Fire! Shoot him! Shoot him! Shoot him! And like they can't load the gun, like which they're not. I'm loading. sorry. Well, yeah, they're not loading. Why it did fast you not enough. have that thing loaded? Well, because he <laughs> before well, because Amura is so confident, he doesn't think that they're going to be needing him. Yet they brought them anyways, just in I case, mean, because it's probably going to instill some fear into the samurai soldiers to see the fact that the they that, got like, the, the Gatling breath. guns. Yeah, the Gatling guns are there. <laughs> oh, that little magnificent <laughs> seven. They <laughs> got the dragon's breath. But even then, like, they started just mowing them down. But, you know, the one officer is all like, stop firing. And Amuro's like, are you stupid? Fire! Fire! <laughs> They're still moving! Fire. I really like that that one Dude, Japanese yeah, officer yeah. who oh, was in at yeah. the beginning, and now he's risen in the ranks, and he's like, no, like, they've had, they've had Why, like, stop firing, like, that dude has taken at least 12 bullets, quit, quit firing. He takes off his helmet, or his hat, and you can see the pain in his eyes, because then, at that moment, which is probably my favorite scene, at least not the second favorite, when everybody bows. Mm-hmm. It's after after Ken Katsumoto Baggins, you kneel for no man. Oh, after after he helps him commit seppuku, when there's just the tears falling out of his eyes, and he's he's like perfect. perfect. Yeah. they're all it, perfect. Tom Cruise, like he he reaches for a sword. Tom Cruise is like, no, he's like, you have your honor back. Let me die. Let with me mine. die with mine. I love it. Who will help me carry him? Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Oh, yeah, man. Uh, Lotus blossoms. Long has it dwelt on the tombs of my forebears. The crossover is real. And then he goes back at the end with Timothy Spall narrating, like, and he gives some ambiguity, like, some people say he went back to uh, America. Some people say he died of his wounds. But and I like to think. Andy Dufresne. Andy Dufresne. <laughs> Andy Dufresne. Went, Dufresne to, down went to the back Japanese to the village of Sewantanaka. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, okay, but before he goes back to the village, he, he goes to the emperor. And he clearly, oh, that is a great scene. Clearly he survived, and Omura is there with the the uh the american ambassador to sign like a final like trade agreement and you know uh, tom cruise comes in this is katsumoto's sword he would have wanted you to have it let the strength of the samurai be with you always he hoped with his last breath, that you would remember the ancestors who held this sword and what they died for. And he brings him the sword of uh, Katsumoto. And he's like, This was his sword. You know, let me present it to you. His name was Robert Paulson. <laughs> his name was Robert Paulson. I'm not wrong. His name was Robert Paulson. <laughs> Tell me how he died. No, no I, will I will tell, tell you, you how, how he lived. lived. Uh. And I love him. I love him. Uh, he's all like, 
Embra, this man fought against you. And he takes the sword and he's all like, the sword turns to Amora and has that look of like, you son of a bitch. Like here, you by, take this sword. By Emperor, if you favor. feel I am your enemy, command it and I will gladly take my life. I love looking at the Emperor when he stares into Amura's face and he's all like, I have been nothing but loyal to the Emperor and to my country. He's like, good, then you won't be upset when I seize all your assets for the country. Oh. And he's all like, you're going to do what? I mean, like <laughs> he stumbles off the dais like a whipped dog. Right? And he's all like, do us all a favor. Here's the sword. And he's like. I, I'm dishonored. I gotta leave. He won't accept the shame enough to kill himself, but no. he's just radiating it. Yeah. He's done. So, I, the movie, one way or the other, I'm not gonna say it's a cut it out, but that was a nice little bow that they put on it, that that last scene. Yeah. Uh, or else, you know, like, the villain's gotta get something at the end, and he does. Yeah. He does. Yeah. But, yeah. Segments? Yeah. Yeah. Segments. I mean, the whole thing is just the best scene, best lines. <laughs> like, it's... But yeah, let's get All into right. it. What were you thinking? Well, you got me. By all accounts, it doesn't make sense. And you've got to cut it out. All right. Cut it out. Where we try to find anything in a movie, if, if it's possible, <laughs> to uh, cut out because... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why we haven't had this sound effect in sooner. Here we no go. Play- cut it out. <laughs> no playing with scissors. Try to find something in a movie so you can cut it out in order to, I guess, make the movie better or something that's irritated you. And sometimes it's very, very easy. Sometimes if it's a movie like this, which we have found more and more with historical films. Yes. To be very hard. Even though this is not as, like, touchy as Glory was. Mm -hmm. This is definitely... But I I liked Glory, but I loved this movie. And so it was kind of like, I don't want to cut anything out. (laughs) I don't want to. Which is why my cut it out is the ninja attack scene, and it's like not so much that I want to cut it out. I know, hate me, but like it doesn't add. I feel like enough. It's a good like scene, and it's awesome, and it's fun, but it's not really take. If you take that out, nobody dies in it. That is of importance. Okay, and it's a failed attempt. So it's like okay, cool. They could have had just one guy, like, randomly try and, like, run up and attack him, kind of like Braveheart, where the guy tries to kill him while he's hunting, and the Irishman kills him, and he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm here to watch your back, dude. You know, that had more payoff than this. Okay. Yeah. That's the only reason why I would really cut it out. You're entitled to it. Okay. (laughs) It's wrong. (laughs) I'm going to go with probably the most innocent thing that I could possibly cut out, and it doesn't take anything away from the movie dramatically as a whole. It's the little boy making the silly face I, oh, at dinner. Oh. Wait, at I, dinner. I thought you were going to say uh, in the beginning of like, the Winchester. Are you brownie in us, Drew? <laughs> oh, touche. I approve this cutout. <laughs> I am not afraid of you. <laughs> Bumbo, Jumbo, bring me some eggs. <laughs> we stole us. We stole us, Amarai. Mimi's. Mimi's. Uh, all right. All right. Um, I've got I've got two. That uh, one is a one is a piece of dialogue. One is a, a one of the mechanisms in the movie. The dialogue mm. is the the whole fire fire Ute, Ute Ute because we already saw that in Glory. They just sort of slapped a different packaging on it and and repurposed it for the movie. It's weird to like see that and kind of make that. And that's what now. I said texting you guys, and I'm all like, Last Samurai is Glory, but in Japan, like, yeah. I mean. 
heaven forbid, it is same director. I mean, it's just kind of like recycle. It was literally recycling the scene. Yeah, and the other thing was it happened twice. Uh, it happened the first time that uh, uh, Captain Algren draws Ujio into a draw during sword practice, and it happens during the street fight scene where uh, Tom Cruise gets ambushed along his way to find Katsumoto. And it's sort of like Tom Cruise finding his zen Jeez. and his force, and yeah. it has like the weird piping. Like all that was good. That was all really- all the music I love in this movie, but it's sort of like this over the top. Like use the force, Captain. Like Algren. him doing yeah. him doing the use mental playback. The force. <laughs> Algren. Yeah. Run, Luke, run! <laughs> so I, they, I think they could have found a different way that, that like, Tom Cruise, like, get machine my zen. Olgren, you've sheathed your sword. What's wrong? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. I'm all right. Oh, so those were my those were my only two. Okay. There. How about a best scene, Nathan? Ah, uh, the, my best scene, when, right after the battle. Which? Mm. Uh, the, the last battle. Uh, and the last battle, the last samurai. The last battle, the last samurai. Uh, hero spits blood <laughs> because he's a badass. He takes a shot and just keeps on fighting and is so like, you got some internal bleeding, man. Yep. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm I'm good. Like round two, let's go. Like, let's. You, you, oh, you want to ride? I'm charging yeah. the battle with a collapsed and then, lung. And then he takes more bullets and still kind of like smiles it off for a sec until it gets like too many shots <laughs> <And> <laughs> yeah. okay. three bolts is too <laughs> many <laughs> uh, but yeah i just i love love that scene of him just that quick shot of him just spitting because he's like yeah it's tis a flesh wound my honorable mentions the uh, the tiger uh standoff I love the imagery and mm. the way that he's doing it, and how he just doesn't want to give up. He's he's a fighter, um, and the rain fight of the rain fight is great. Is of of him and it's just so good. Doesn't want to give up. Mm. Still doesn't want to give up. I I hands down love as I had said before when the entire the entirety of like the Japanese army is bowing to Captain Alger and, and Kasumoto, but. Another one. I mean, and to set aside like the rain fight because we we kind of like talked that. Yeah, a bit much, but I love the uh, the Kindo fight where it ends in the stalemate, and it's the first time yep. that Sonata they're like, like betting on it. Right, they're betting on it. He's all like, he's getting better. Yeah, but he's still ugly. And I mean, when the, when the stalemate happens, it's the first time that he kind of like stops and like nods to him, like, well, okay, I'll, well, I'll be damned. You're like, <laughs> like good for you. Yeah, you're learning. You're still ugly, but you're learning. <laughs> Okay. I, I I I really like that scene. It's a it's a good scene. Uh, for me, it's 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 an it's not an action scene. Uh, okay. It's the scene that's that's directly afterwards. It's juxtaposed by the Kabuki Night Ambush, and it's the scene where they meet uh, Captain Ogre and Nakatsumoto at the temple afterwards, and he's talking about his poem and the Lotus Blossoms. And you couldn't have had that scene without. The ambush scene because mm-hmm. Katsumoto now views him as no longer his enemy, but he's discussing the you know the nightmares that he's had. And, you know, Tom Cruise is like, you don't know what I've seen, and and Katsumoto has this line, and it it happens to men who have seen what we have seen, and then I come to this place of my ancestors, and I remember, like these blossoms, we are all dying. 
I think this is just a beautiful scene. It always gives me chills. It always gives me goosebumps. He explains, and it's he just, explains Bushido. Yeah, and it's just the, I think the, just really illustrates the chemistry that these two actors managed to have in this movie. They've grown yeah. to respect each other. Yeah. What else has she told you? You have nightmares? Every soldier has nightmares. Only one who is ashamed of what he has done. You have no idea what I have done. I don't want that. You have seen many things. I have. You do not fear death. But sometimes you wish for it. Is this not so? Yes. I hope so. It happens to men who have seen what we have seen. And then I come to this place of my ancestors. And I remember like these blossoms. We are all dying. To know life in every breath, every cup of tea, every life we take, the way of the warrior. Life in every breath. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I know, right? I'm probably gonna watch it like tomorrow, <laughs> either tonight or tomorrow. Life in every breath. Yeah. Well, next segment. Next segment. Next segment. Oh my goodness! That's the most badass thing I've ever heard. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You can say that again, Jack. Why would you say that we can say that again? You can say that again, because sometimes, Drew, there's just a line that is so bad or so good that you just have to say it again, my friend. Just gotta say it again. Nathan, you can say that again. So, Billy Conley, even though he's not in it that much, he has my favorite line. You can show <laughs> No disrespect, <laughs> but you can shove it up your ass. Like, he... Because just like Olgren, he just is, like, there to fight. Like, hey, I, I know that we're outmatched, but, like, I got this really cool gun, and I really want to use it. And you know what? You couldn't, you couldn't pry me away. Sergeant Gant, report to the rear. Let's see to the disposition of the supply trains. Sergeant Gant, did you hear my order? I did indeed, sir. Good, then you will obey it. Now! No disrespect intended, sir, but shove it up your ass. I'm I'm a warrior too and I've seen some stuff uh, kind of like in hostels when uh, he's like yeah like we've seen some stuff like you know we've I've been there like pretty much the whole time that you've been fighting it's just that ooh these two have have a, a big respect for each other which is why he tells them like hey like you know go see the disposition you know go to the back I don't want you to get hurt and he's like hell no you ain't gonna send me away and you get all the glory you know uh, you think your armadans can have your fun without us? <laughs> like, uh, so yeah, uh, that is my my favorite line. I absolutely love, even though it is like the culmination of the movie itself. I do love the whole, you know, tell me how he died, and he said, "No, I, I will tell you how he lived." Tell me how he died. 
I'll tell you how he lived. Because, I mean, it's really, it, it's it's everything. It's It's how the Emperor wants to know and keep true to the heritage and the past of his country. And that's exactly what the samurai did. They lived and died for their country. And you don't need to remember how he died. You need no, to remember he, how he lived. How he lived. Because oh. even when uh, Katsumoto was saying, like, you could live your entire life looking for the most perfect uh, lotus blossom. Cherry? Lotus? I'm not sure. Like it's, it's one of the, uh, the trees. I, thought, like, I almost looked it up. I was like, cherry blossom? Little yeah, blossom? like you could, look for, you could look your entire life looking for the perfect blossom on a tree. And never, it, f- never find it, and it would, and it would never be a wasted life. Yeah, because you're like you're seeking perfection. You're seeking something that's great, and it just, I, I think it encompasses everything that the emperor wants to hold true, and Katsumoto did. I like it. All right, um, it's it's the uh, the um, General Hasegawa asked me to help him end his life. A samurai cannot stand the shame of defeat. I was honored cut off his head i just really enjoyed um you sort of getting to know katsumoto and some of the lines that that he's able to deliver uh if i could i'd go through and just recite all of katsumoto's dialogue it's my favorite yeah he is i would rather have a good conversation like his way of his accent and his way of delivering it it's just great I have introduced myself. You have introduced yourself. This was a very good, good conversation. conversation. And what a or what was the line that you busted out in text this morning? It was, uh, uh, winter is coming. And <laughs> the snows are coming. There, there is no escape. You there cannot escape. escape. <laughs> Jolly good. Uh, Jolly good. Jolly good is one of my honorable mentions because especially where he just had his Top pride just yeah, destroyed. Yeah. And he's just like, yeah, all good. And plus, I already kind of said my favorite line, which is from the Lotus mm. uh, scene. Or the Blossom scene. We'll just say Blossom scene. There's, and there probably is Whoa. too many honorable mentions. For, I mean, like, there's so many good yeah. lines in this. Um, but a line that I would cut out is almost part, like, part of a scene that I would dabble in cutting out. There, I, I don't think we really talked about that much. But when... Beetle Bamford is uh, <laughs> is asking uh, is asking how how to scalp someone, uh, and it's like, oh, I never quite got the technique. I'm like, imagine someone who hates you with the utmost intensity, grabbing a handful of your hair while you're lying prostrate and helpless. And scraping a dull blade of a rusty knife around your scalp with a saw-like motion. And let your imagination grasp, if you can, Mr. Graham, the effect of a strong, quick jerk on the turf of your hair to release any clinging particles would have on your nervous system. And you'll have some idea of how it feels to be scalped, Mr. Graham. Why the hell would you want to know that, like, I've never known the technique of cutting someone's heart out? Like, what? What? He's fascinated by it. I mean, it doesn't make the scene any more desirable, but, I mean, that's all he wants to know. He's all like, I've always loved the violence because imagine... A dread fascination. Like, here's the thing, and it completely separates... It's the idea of separating 
the someone the who's no- seen war from right. someone who's, someone never, who's yeah. been reading about it versus someone who's actually been in battle. And Saki, my lord, makes me weak. <laughs> <laughs> but just the way he's like, oh, like I've never understood the like the technique. If like, you you guys ah, can't really take it away because. Because Nathan is is uh, he's doing like, the hand motion. <laughs> he's jiving. He does, he does it in this one. Like, they, they were under, quite understood. Like, do you know, you know, you uh, take a little bit off the top. <laughs> it's like you're making pancakes or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. A line that I would uh, not exactly, I don't, I don't really enjoy it. I understand it, but I don't really enjoy it. It's it's when uh, Taka is carrying in the, uh, the pail or something, and she... You know, Tom Cruise walks up and says, "Oh, here, I'll I'll take that." And she says, "Oh, Japanese men do not do this." And he's like, "Well, I'm not Japanese." <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Thanks for noticing, woman. <laughs> but but it also I uh, mean, my like, eyes are up here. Look. <laughs> <laughs> okay, to to like, you know, counter that with the understanding of it. I mean, she's so used to saying or used to doing things culturally and acceptably, like what is um, you know, accepted uh, or expected of her. But her duty, her her duty. But for her to say Japanese men do not do this, she's seeing him as part of the community. Yes. Mm. Or is Mm. she just super stoked now that she's like, oh, my gosh, this dude is going to like help me with chores. (laughs) Like, I can't wait for this. Like, why? Like, why, dude? Heck, yeah. (laughs) So so the line I I, I wouldn't say would cut it out. I would just say that it's 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 bad. But it's also a line that I've frequently have thrown around with with a lot of my old friends who have seen this movie, and it's from the one of your favorite scenes, which is when he uh, he uh, draws with Ujio during the the practice fight, and Nobu comes up and he's like, "Too many mine, <laughs> no mine, mine the people watch, mine the enemy, too many mine." No mine. No mine. So like there is no spoon. It's the very classic like. So uh, so if we're like cooking around a campfire and one of my buddies accidentally like flips a dog into the coals, we'll be like, too many (laughs) mine. (laughs) Mind the poker. Mind the hot dog. Mind the coals. No mine. mine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's no different. Only which, different in your mind. That's not an example that actually happened. Actually, <laughs> I can't. Good quote. Uh, yeah. Beautiful movie. Yes. Beautiful soundtrack. Uh, I, I think very little you can find wrong with it. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of people that will rip this I'm film. I'm sure there's plenty. But grain of salt. Take it with a grain of salt and yes. just enjoy it for what it is. It's right. a great, it's a great well done story. Yeah. Historical accuracy be damned as far as the history behind it it's just fun it's a fun beautiful movie nathan what would you get the film um oh man i don't even really have any like fun quippy things i'm just gonna give it a nine out of ten i just boom i i love this movie i can watch it over and over and over again nine last samurais i don't know i <laughs> i that's fine I, I would give this movie four and a half out of five. Saki! <laughs> I told you! I told you now! Alright, well, um, for $500 a month, I would watch uh, whatever movie you guys want me to watch, but I would gladly watch this movie for free, so I give it 4.75 O capitals out of five. Well done. Ugh. 
it is just such a fun movie to it watch. It's, it's very, very great. Uh, I, I love the fact that we can, you know, bring into the uh, the fact that it is its 15th anniversary. Yeah. Loving the fact that we can celebrate its birthday. It's just, it's just good. Very, very good. A very good film. Very good film. Yes, yes. Good, Drew, good, good. hi. How can they find us on the interweb? Guys, you can always find us out on Twitter at Real Feels Pod. You can look for us up on Facebook, the Real Feels Podcast. Go over there, uh, take a like into our page, or you know any updates that we throw up on Twitter will also go up on Facebook. You can find us basically on any podcatcher out there. And uh, don't have too many mind on this. Don't have, no mind. Don't have too no many mind. mind. But something you can mind, guys. Get out there and join us out on Patreon if you want us to watch a specific movie. Whether or not you want us to love it like you do, or maybe even something that you want us to rag on. Or you yeah. find a real peach that some of us like and some of us hate. Some of Boom. us hate. You know what? It's going to be a gem and a treat every single time. So take a look up on Patreon.com for the Real Feels Podcast. Help us design our next season coming out. And our grab bag episode is going to help us uh, wrap up the end of our first year doing this podcast and uh it's been a long time it's been a long time but and i i'm i'm really excited because as of last night like we broke four thousand downloads Ooh, it Ooh, i just that's you know what i'm proud of us that's the feels that is the feels those are the real feels so yeah and with those feels guys you can always go on to uh Apple uh, podcasting or on iTunes, give us a review. Then five stars. Five stars. Saki. <laughs> and guys, you know, always you can join us every other Wednesday where we bring you a brand new movie of a different genre of every single kind, and we can have some good conversations. Oh, so thank you for always being the realist and the feelist. Oh, capital. <laughs> Jolly good. Jolly good. Jolly good. <laughs> <laughs>